Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Immigrant Section. It's your boy Boswab saying thank you for tuning in. As always, Winnipeg, thank you for coming out. Two shows at the basement speakeasy. That shit was a blast. It warmed up right when I was there and hit that negative 26. I was leaving. I was like, peace. Perfect timing. Uh, got a bunch more shows coming up in April and uh, March and May. Tickets at abosswohop.com. Check that shit out. Uh, enough of that. With me today in the studio. First time on the immigrant podcast, immigrant section, rather. Uh, she's been referred to as the horniest woman. In Toronto. In comedy. In comedy? I fucked it up, huh? It's all good. Bo- uh, bougie, be bougie. What the fuck is poppin'? Yeah, no, I'm here. I finally made it. I just had to bully you for like three years. <laughs> no, you bullied me about the show, not about the podcast. I did bully you once about the podcast. I guess I came later. I doubled up. You just yeah. had the, you were on the last show and you were here, you know? So You're like, let me just get her out of the let's way. Fucking, let's just do this thing. <laughs> Welcome. So this is your old neighborhood, huh? Uh, yeah, like I literally moved out of here and we're in 2023 now, February 2021. I miss it. Cause Do you remember my, why you moved? Um, so I had a fabulous apartment. Anyone who's been will tell you it was like a two bedroom. I was paying a thousand dollars a month. Ooh. I lived there for six years. My landlord died and her greedy daughters wanted to sell the house. <sighs> And well, I tried fighting, but I got a very nice payout out of it. Oh, yeah. I think we talked about this. I whole. get a lot of payout. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, you know what you told me that blew my mind? You're like, anytime you find a good apartment deal, you go on like as like a. Gets going to put you on their lease. Yeah. Just so in case they leave, they you have a lock on it. Yeah. That's high level shit. And, you're, and you've got multiple apartments in Toronto. Like as in like you are positioned. Yes, but shh. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, what does it matter, right? You could be polyamorous as long as they care and, like, you're living with all these people, right? Who yeah. gives a fuck? Well, again, I'm born and raised in this city. So, again, I appreciate a great legacy apartment. Like, you know, especially... Rent control. Especially at prices you can't get anymore. Like, yo, my mom's even sicker. My mom is, like, what? My mom's under a 1000 where is she at? Like, She's um where you always see me, right there by St. Clair. And Christy? Uh, yeah. Damn, under... Two bedroom? Um, it could be like a one bedroom plus ten. And a den? Yeah. Under a thousand? Yeah. Wow. She can never leave. Well, here's the thing. So the landlords don't know that we got wind that they're they started buying up the building next door, already bought all those neighbors out because they wanted to renovate them into student apartments. Yeah. And again, a lot of the people that live in those buildings like have lived there like 10 plus years. Like some people live there 30 years, like have really cheap rent. Like my mom's rent's considered expensive. Like her neighbor, who has like a three bedroom above her, like has lived there for like thirty years, raised her kids there. So, and her rent is like nothing, like seven hundred dollars. Because like this, they moved there in the nineties. That's crazy. So yeah, but now the landlords are buying it out. So we already know what the people in the building beside got. Oh, so you have a reference. So, so we know. Put it this way: people took their money, use it for down payments on houses. Okay. Oh, they got that much. Yeah, they got money. Again. Well, what's what's the law with that? Like, is it relative to how long you've been there? 
It's not relative to how long you've been there because in this case, they're more paying off people based on the space of their units. Gotcha. Okay, but okay. in this case, because it's like you can't just evict them to be like, we're renovating to turn We're trying to make money. Housing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and they can't, it's not like how some people are like, oh, my family's moving in. Like they can't, they're a corporation. They can't use that excuse. Yeah, like if it's privately owned that's one of the excuses right i'm gonna use it for myself yeah. or it's being sold those are the only two no because technically if you're selling yeah you, the, they can sell with you in that's why my landlord hated me because they didn't realize i knew my rights gotcha. they're like we'll give you one month's free rent and you, i was like no i'm like by law you can sell the house with me and, and then i become the new owner's problem and then they can go through the process if they want to evict me they're like well our <laughs> i like, love the leech right? mentality right they're i like, become the new owner's problem right they're like <laughs> Like, well, you know, our realtor says it'll be easier if we can sell this place while it's empty. And I'm like, well, I'm like, it's the middle of a pandemic. Technically, I'm not working. How much they give you? <laughs> you want to know? Yeah. I got about 10 G's. Oh! I got 10 G's plus they had to cover You can't. My for those listening from home, I'm giving her, uh, I'm bowing right now too, <laughs> you know? That's crazy. You're paying a G a month for it. And to kick you out, they gave you 10 months rent? Essentially, and they had to pay my moving cost. What the fuck? And then That's I found cheap. So I, I found cheap movers. I told them I need like fifteen hundred for moving. Yeah, my moving was about five, and like I tipped my movers like an extra two because they were really good. Hell, and it was a snowstorm. Yes, day. that's yeah. so clutch. And they're gonna. That's a tiny little fucking piece of the pie. That's nothing because that because they're, they're easy, selling right. And that house easy. They could have got over two mil especially because it was separated into three separate apartments yeah and everything was all set up i'm like that and it had a huge backyard so and whoever's it had parking. It. it was going for over two mil easy so the daughters were gonna clean up yeah. so i'm like what is that because i was even gonna go for more and they were like they thought i was outrageous i was like my lawyer told me as long as i can sit down and as long as i keep paying you rent I was like, and landlord tenant board is backed up with all these COVID evictions. I'm like, you really want to try and wait me out? Because I could still literally be there. Be right there now. right now. Yeah, yeah. Do you know if it ever sold? Um, I don't. Fuck. I should have asked my neighbor. Actually, you're me. smart. You took the money and fucking uh, I took went. The, you I never took, turned you back. You know what? Maybe when I leave here, I'll swing by and I'll see. It's so close, huh? It That's is. so funny. Because yeah. whoever's buying it's just got to rent it, right? It's set up for rental, you said. Yeah, because the landlord lived on the main floor. I lived on the top floor, and someone rented the basement. And there was laundry and everything. And Damn. parking. That's so balling. Has that ever happened to you before? You said, and, and when you told him your lawyer advised, did you make up the lawyer? No, really. Okay, I, all right. I got... Because um, I've been in situations where I knew I was being wrong. Oh. So I started, I would say, under the counsel of my... Uh, uh, sorry, under uh. the advice of my legal counsel, I blah, blah. But I just, I don't have legal counsel. Oh. I just say it like that. No, um, one of my uncle's friends is actually like a residential lawyer. So he helped me out for free. So he's like, bitch, don't move. Yeah, but the thing is, for some reason, I have like a lot of lawyer friends. So I'm like, I always have free legal advice i'm like yo just talk to my lawyer because <laughs> i have a bunch of them <laughs> that's so clutch yo for anyone out there who uh they're renting a place and they're gonna sell it just know fucking lock the fuck down it's not called the uh, squ squatters right you can right? actually do squatters rights you can do squatters rights on a sublet people don't realize that really if you like so I, you're not even on the lease you're just you're subletting, you're subletting from the leasey yeah and then all of a sudden they're like i want to come back you can invoke squatters rights if you want it's like nah <laughs> what is like actually the 
the written you know law of squatters rights um if you've occupied the residence for i think it's like 60 days or more yes yeah you don't have to go you don't have to go especially if you're paying rent well, I mean, imagine you. So even if you're not paying rent, no, even if you're not paying rent, you can. That's why, like, have you heard about these people? They're called professional renters. No. Okay. Sounds see, like professional grifters. Right. Okay. This is sounds the, like the con man. But that's what I mean. It's a professional serious con. renters. Here's the thing: as black people, we have such a hard time renting. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like, doesn't matter how good your credit is if you have a job. So they're professional, and they're all white people. So they go to like these places, these nice new condos. They have great credit. They're white. Here's my first and last. They move in. They stop paying rent. And they're just stacking money because they're not paying rent. Yeah. And then by the time... Are they living there? They're living there. Yeah. And then by the time the landlord goes through the whole process of getting them evicted, these people are already gone and moved on. So, like, they can, like, stay there. They're, like, there for at least a year. And they're stacking money because they're not paying rent. So they literally just paid first and last. Yeah. And, like, uh, took advantage of the whiteness. Yeah. Just played their hand beautifully and are just pocketing 10 months rent. But once they kick them out, don't they sue them for the 10 months rent? How does that work? But here's the thing: how you get this? Some of these people are you can. I get they leave town or they, whatever they, the fuck. They but like, leave, or sometimes it turns out it's like under different names. Because again, they trust the white person at their word. They you say your name's Bob Smith. Yeah, they're not asking for ID and shit. They're not making them jump through the hoops. All the hoops, through. yeah. yeah exactly. And I'm just like kind of like harm is a bitch. Yeah, if right. That's the, what you get. Right, if you run to the black person, like the one thing we're always worried about, like rent needs to get paid. Like we're not trying to be embarrassed and be evicted. You I know. know what I, I mean? know. And I, I, I'm always good on that, even though in the past I've fully done like fraudulent applications mm. where I made everything was made up. They asked for pay stubs because uh, you know, I'm an artist. I'm fucking out here getting, I got I'm it. getting $125 e-transfer, $25 e-transfer, yeah. $40 cash. Yeah. I'm doing a headline of things, 300 bucks. Yeah. I piece all that together. I pay my rent. Yeah. I pay my rent. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they don't want that. They no. want pay stubs yeah. and I want to see your LinkedIn and I want that you see you have a corporate job and I want to see you have a package deal in regular rat race of society. So I'll just fucking get someone else's pay stubs, Photoshop all my name into it, do everything. Oh, yeah. Like uh, have someone pretend to be the boss, have them change their voicemail. So when it when they hang up, it goes, you've reached my boss's name. Yeah. Based on, so and then at the end, I get approved. But yeah. I don't I never miss rent. I mean, if maybe by a week or whatever the fuck. But like. They never have to go back and investigate anything yeah. because I'm paying my fucking rent. Yeah. But isn't it? But you know what blows my mind about people like what you just said, the professional yeah. renters? How do you live in a life? How do you cope with that level of dysfunction? Every time you come out of your fucking unit, you're looking down to see if the landlord's there. Like people are coming. One month, you didn't pay your rent. Okay. Yeah. Two months, you didn't pay. Yeah. By the third month, I know my landlord would literally be staking out the joint, trying to fucking catch, because I'm going to be dodging emails. I'm going to be dodging yeah. texts. So I'm like, that kind of lifestyle, in my mind, but that shit gives you thing. cancer. You bro. don't even need to dodge them, because like, even if they're there and you step out, you're like, yeah, I don't have your rent money. They legally cannot kick you out. And only the, only oh, I get the, that, but that's Only like, the sheriff can evict you. So if you already give no fucks, like... The sheriff, uh, who does that, who's that Only the um Like the actual sheriff. Like, we have I a guess, sheriff here? Yeah, I guess it would be like kind of like a department gotcha. but like a sheriff a guy actually shows up and puts the eviction notice or locks you out in or puts a lock over your lock really yeah i've never have you been evicted i've never been evicted. i've never been evicted yeah i've seen like i've seen like an eviction notice and a fucked up door like that no i've like seen them like happen to like neighbors yeah that it's it's heartbreaking but like still i don't have 
the balls to just be like not paying someone's rent and just walk by and be like, can't do nothing, bro. Fucking call the sheriff, bro. <laughs> Fucking call the sheriff, bro. Look at the law, man. Squatters' right. rights. I'm not paying you nothing, man. Like, right? I can never do that But shit. you know what the best part is? I think for them... You actually lo- have to be a piece of shit to do you this You do. Stuff. But I think what happens is with a lot of the condos downtown, as we saw during COVID, a lot of them were owned by people who lived abroad and stuff that aren't even here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, they're yeah. going... Foreign investors. They're using like an agency, a realtor. Property manager. Right? So it's like, what are they really going to fucking do? Yeah. They're like, the owner is not happy that you're not paying. He's <laughs> right? like, I don't give a fuck about you, bitch. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's not your money. It's like, fuck you, yeah. Season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Aaron ass bitch. Uh, all that shit aside, let's talk about your horniness. Okay. <laughs> no, fucking. <laughs> you, uh, you kill me. Yeah, your comedy is just so fucking funny. I love that shit. Oh, I love. Thank you. I love all the dog stuff you do because uh, uh, it's like you and me are like the only black comics who have like dog material. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about it, but by the way. You said you gave that dog up for no. the bit, and I saw you walking the dog. No, I have two. No, so no. So the joke is, I have two dog jokes. So I have my dog that I have now. Yeah. But um, so during COVID, I got gifted two dogs. The first dog I got when my ex and I split, he actually got the dog and split. Okay. But we so you actually, kept one dog. Uh, no, we only had one dog at it at the time. Uh. And then um, after I lost my dog, my aunt felt bad and got me a new dog. And the new dog is better suited for me than the other dog. Like, but it's all good. We had like um, what I called a relationship nap. A relationship nap. Nap. Like a prenup, oh. but it was for a relationship. So we had it like, he's like, if we ever split, I get the dog. He really loved the dog. you yeah. know. Even though the dog spent all the time with me because he worked. Yeah. But he, was a fa- he had to still take care of me financially. Gotcha. And he got the dog. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> did you guys honor the terms of the relationship nap? The relationship Um, He honored it up until a certain point until he got a new girlfriend. Pussy but ass nigga. It's all good. I destroyed his life. He, he knows I'm a petty bitch. <laughs> Let's just say he's out there right now renting professionally somewhere. <laughs> Because you fucked him up. He can't even run professionally. <laughs> what the fuck did you do? He's a black man. Oh, shit. He's a, yeah, black, exactly. he's a black man and he has shitty credit. You oh, know so I mean? he's that door's not even open to begin no, with. Yeah. He needed me more than I needed him. That's why you're on sliding on all these leases. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like 820 or whatever the fuck, 780. <laughs> Lock this in. <laughs> so you said you grew up here in Toronto. Born huh? and raised. I grew up in Parkdale. Parkdale. That's that's the area you told me you got a bunch of like apartments on the. Uh, oh well, because there it's rent controlled hard. Over yeah, there, right? it, it is. Like one of my aunt. Like I still have some family that's still there. Like they're not leaving. I know they're not going like anywhere. Your kids. Like they li- like they moved in in the eighties. God damn. Yeah. Is it, that's crazy to me. It's like to uh, just be paying rent for like forty years. You're like it's right. such a shame. It's like at one point if it was. It's all about the down payment, right? Yeah. Because once you do the down payment, the mortgage payment is the rent payment, yeah. essentially. Yeah. But it's like if someone, if you could just muster a down payment at some point, and like if a bank will uh. give you the mortgage, you could own as opposed to just being renting oh. for decades. We eventually upgraded. Mom bought a house in Junction, so we went from Parkdale to Junction, which is way better. Yeah. So thing is, the I like Parkdale. Pumping, I like. Now I like. It. Now it's too white. Too many it's white been, people. Uh, what's like it called? So many white people. It's been super gentrified. I know my girl's just about to start a yoga class out there. Oh. I'm like the junction. You about to <laughs> clean up? I'm like, let me make that poster for you. When I walk by my mom's old house, because my mom literally, ugh, I wish she held out a bit longer. My mom sold her house in 2014. Once we're all moved out, because made it's no too sense. Big. Yeah, because yeah. we were all gone and her house like went for a record. Like it was even featured in Toronto Life. Like. 
there was a bidding war and they got like 400,000 over asking. Like my mom's house just came in at a mill and that was in the middle of renovations. And this is way before all these houses started going to a wow, million. Wow, now it would have been like two. That's what I yeah, mean, yeah. right? I was like, shit. I'm but like, still, right? but at least back then you can get into something with that money. Now if you sold something for two million, you like, you every, every condo is three million, you know? Right. It's like, where do you go? Right, my, At mom least she got, had options. my mom got a cheap apartment and she literally just sits on that money and she does, she only lives here half the time. The next half the time, um, half, she lives in the Netherlands. Really? Yeah. How the Netherlands? Um, that's where her partner lives. Yeah? Yeah. She got a tall ass Dutch man? No. Um, uh, he's actually a black man who can rent professionally. Actually, Hi my ass. mother's a lesbian. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah? Oh, shit. Yo, we fucking sexually liberated so in my, the bougie house. My mom has a short little black woman. No way. <laughs> yeah. So she's she's not even Dutch. The, the um, Actually... They're bad, no, but like they've lived there for like a good chunk of their life. Like they immigrated there when they were like a child, and their children are born and raised there. Oh. Yeah, and they speak Dutch fluently. My mom's learned Dutch, so my mom now speaks Dutch fluently. But my mom speaks like something like seven languages. I'm like the most uneducated in my family. I only speak like three. Damn. <laughs> That's everyone out there that this is the immigrant section, so a lot of people do probably you know, can hit up two to three languages. Right. But everyone out there hear that shit? You're stupid if you don't know three languages. Right. In my family, you are. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my Arabic is okay. My English is obviously the main. My Arabic the French is not existing. My Arabic went out the window. Like, when so I was younger. So how do you younger, know Arabic? You said you're well, I, that side Barbados? No. So I'm, I'm born and raised Muslim. Uh, Aki, your name is, your original name is. Uh, it's a Muslim name. Yeah. I have like... Uh, after this, when this shuts off, I'll tell you my full name. It's like the most Muslim name ever. Yeah. Like, put it this way. I have the you first name. You never board a flight with that name. I know it's funny, but my last name is so white. So I get, the only time I've ever had an issue with my name is when I went to Morocco. Really? And they were like, they looked at my name and then they start asking me all the questions like, who is your father? Did it a family? Did And I'm just like. Like they know him. And I was just like, where is he from? And I was just like. I've never witnessed it. But then my friend who I'm with, he's actually African because she has like the whitest name. They just like waved her through. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the names, huh? Yeah. They're like, this sounds like she has a British passport. So <laughs> let her through. Yeah. Um, so you, you said uh, you're half Scotian. I didn't know the entire like... Um, Underground Railroad went like to Halifax. Yeah, that's so Halifax Africville. is built off of Africville. Mm -hmm. It's built. It was mostly black population. Yeah. So on my mom's is side, that like where your shit stems from? Um. Yeah. So I'm a seven. For, for on my mom's side, I'm a seventh generation Canadian. God damn. Uh, my our family that before that they were slaves in the south. So our, the first of our family that settled in Nova Scotia. If you actually go to the Black History Museum in Nova Scotia or the African History Museum, there's like a chick that looks exactly like you, but not, she's in rags. <laughs> oh fuck, that's me. We, uh, she's like, what's up? It's so funny. They founded the first black church. Really? And if they see what like has come of you know who came later, they were probably rolling in their grave. They're like, they're these like professional they're like, motherfuckers, right? It's like we. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So, uh, what year was, what year did they, they hit Halifax? Oh, fuck. To be honest, I don't Like the know. 17s or the 18s or when is this? At least the 18s. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm, God damn. Is your mom super, um, she probably loves that when people ask her where she's from. She, <laughs> uh, probably a little smile fucking no. forms on her face. <laughs> I'm seven generations Canadian. No, she's six. I'm seven. Okay. Yeah, but still. <laughs> but you're half though. 
I'm half. You yeah. got muddied up, didn't it? It did. On her end, it's it's a nice six though. Yeah. Actually, unless was it like everyone was from the Scotian side on on both sides for her? Um, no, it's actually funny. So it's weird in our family. It's like it's all it's only the women. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. So her father, my grandfather. So my grandmother is Scotian, but my grandfather was. He's white bla- devil. No, he's black Latino. So originally born in Honduras, but grew up in Guyana because he was adopted by a Guyanese family. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so he was from. I don't Hon- know what the fuck. He was Honduran about. originally, okay. so black Latino. Black Latino. Dun, 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 dun. Now you fucking really can't get an apartment. Black Latino. Goddamn, bro. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> fuck, man. Some people just did not get the luck of the draw. Huh? Yeah. That's so. What is like the family? Um, do you have a lot of family that, like, when you do, what's it called? Uh, I want to say family meeting. It's not, you know, the uh, once a year of family. Oh, family reunion? Yeah, that type of. Uh, they're separate. Are they like, coming from Scotia and, like. Um, like, so a lot, of, we saw family in Nova Scotia, but a lot of them did end up coming more so to Toronto. So more so during my grandmother. So, like, my because my grandmother met my grandfather in Toronto. Um... Yeah, so on my mom's, so most of them are like here in the Toronto area. We have like some family, like my cousin David, he lives in Thailand. He's like lived there for 30 years. Like even had his kids there. So his kids are black and born there. And it's funny, so when we actually go to visit, they're they're always like, oh my God, people that look like us. Like they're so surprised. Like they'll look at my hair and they're like, oh my God, you have hair like us. And they'll play with it. Because they're not used to having that. They grew up in, they're black. They grew up in Thailand. They speak English. They speak Thai. You have super international family. Are your siblings like all over the place? Um, yeah, people all over. No shit. <laughs> people all over. <laughs> I love it. It got, it got hush hush there. <laughs> you like got, yeah, they're they're around. Like, I have no. They're I, where they're the, where they are. I have a sister that was in Australia. She's now in. I believe she's now in England. Ooh, she yeah. just loves the accents, huh? <laughs> Maybe she loves the fucking the whites. <laughs> And your mom's out there in Netherlands, huh? Right now she's in Toronto, but she's um, I think she's going back in a month or two. She goes back and forth. But her plan is literally end of 2023 to just make the final permanent move there. Is life way better over there? She likes it. The only issue she has um, is um, Black Pete, you know? <laughs> We've all seen the episode of Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's true. That's it's a real? real thing. And oh. when my mom tries to, like, explain to them, like, this is very racist, they're like, we're not being racist. It's just tradition. It's like, it's a tradition that maybe should end. Because everyone does blackface, right? Yes. But here's the fucked up thing. For decoration, you hang a black Pete on your door. So essentially, they take an elf in a shelf, put him in blackface, and they hang him from the door. So imagine seeing that hanging from people's door. Like, niggas just in a noose. Like, you what, know they hang him by the neck? <laughs> No, they don't hang them by the Some neck. do. You just you're supposed to tie a string and hang them. Some people That's do put so it around funny. the neck. Right? And my mom like, you're supposed to tie them in the back. What's it called? Oh, I just, I, I figured it would have been in, in <laughs> I figured it would have been a lynching style. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not racist. It's just history. Right. <laughs> so that's the only thing that disturbs her. But other than that, she likes it. Like, life's so much better out there, you know? I've been to Amsterdam a couple of times. It's right. a vibe. But every time I went, I was like uh, stupid tourist mode where it's uh. like before shit was legalized here. Uh. We're like, yeah, weed in cafes. Look at the joints. Yeah, well, weed, mushrooms. Yeah. Everything. I think the best was years ago when my friends went to Amsterdam and like she doesn't smoke weed or anything and she ate space cake and she was listening to Bob Marley and all the time she's like, 
dude, I finally understand the word of the Rasta. <laughs> like, it clicked for her in that moment. I could see that, too. It's Everyone is around the world is coming for that exact moment. You yeah. could tell. They're all over, like, South Americans, fucking everywhere. Yeah. They're just like, oh, weed. Like, Do you know is- what's actually really fun? Go for their festivals. Because a lot of, like, their pride and stuff is on the canal. Like, you know what I mean? Their floats are on boats. Oh, shit. That, I like that's so much of a better time. That's high-level shit. When your float's on a boat. Right? Yo, take a little bit of this toke, this smoke, and watch it float on a boat. I love it, man. Amsterdam's a vibe. I like it. I remember mm-hmm. what blew me away was because it's such. it's been a, a port city mm-hmm. for like hundreds of years. Yeah. So their hospitality is like unmatched because yeah. they've just been motherfuckers. have just been arriving and eating yeah. and trading and dipping. Yeah. So I remember... I went to a Turkey, uh, Turkish restaurant. Shout out to fucking everyone out there in Turkey. My heart goes out to all that shit. It's wild. It's 40,000 dead. You see that shit? Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. And they just got hit by another one today. Did they? Yeah, in the same like uh, border of Turkey and Syria. I'm like, what is happening geologically? The fault in that. What's happening? Like, how does it? Earthquake keeps happening. No, 40,000 people. No, I'm thinking fuck. with everything that was going on in Syria with the war and bombs, maybe they disrupted something in the tectonic plates. I don't know if it goes that deep. Maybe oh. you're right. Maybe you're actually right, but I don't I don't know if it does go that deep. But anyways, I was at a Turkish restaurant, and uh, this like 18-year-old kid is like, we come in, oh, have a seat, this. English, perfect English. Yeah. Yells to the back in Turkish. Germans come in. Yeah. Fucking switches right to German. Perfect German. Okay? And Dutch come in, goes right to Dutch. Like, this kid was, like, high school. Yeah. And just, I'm like, whoa, I've never seen anything like that. Like, hospitality on that level where it's like, they know. And it wasn't even just like, hello, have a seat. It was like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, it was like full North American English. (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, just grab a seat wherever you want. Oh, just give us a good shake. Good dude. I was like, what the fuck? It's crazy. These people are high level out here, man. Yeah. It's similar like that in Thailand. I would imagine it's the exact same thing because it's pure tourism. Yeah, because in Thailand, like all the signs in airports, restaurants, eat, like the menus in restaurants, they're in English, Thai, one of the uh, Chinese dialects. I'm not sure if it's Cantonese or Mandarin. Probably Mandarin. And Russian, because they have a lot of Russians. Because a lot of Russians, that's where they go to winter. They're going to fuck. Oh, yeah. I heard it's a, a lot of old British men with lady boys. <sighs> lady boys Nasty. are very young girls. It, it's a little disturbing. <laughs> I heard it's like just like the fucking most red-faced, alcoholic yeah. Brit guy just walking, holding oh, yeah. hands with like... Yeah. Yeah? Or, it, it's or, very common to see. Or Australian, very common. In Bangkok, can, huh? I wasn't even in Bangkok. Um, my cousin lived cousin in Cock Phuket. <laughs> was it's in actually the, just down the mountain. Was in the south. I'm a be- I wanted the beach. Yeah. Okay. Bangkok's great, but you only need a day or two in Bangkok. It's too crowded, too polluted. I heard it stinks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like before COVID was a thing, like you would wear a mask or a bandana there. Like it is. Uh. So. In the south, do you remember the name of the actual place you like? Oh, so I was in Phuket, like that was the region, but I stayed in this little beach town called Naiharn. Is Thailand the shit? I love Thailand. Like, again, I have bittersweet moments, but like, Thailand was... What happened that was bad out there? Oh, it's just like seeing like young girls with like these old fat white men and like sometimes the way they treat them, but I get you're 
entertaining this man because that's going to feed your family for a month type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. So some of that would be like disturbing. Like one day I watched this man bring a chair to the beach for him to sit in and made like the girl just sit on the sand, like no towel, no nothing. And it's like, what kind of gentleman are you? Like you're a fucking asshole. He's like, I paid for her. I own her for right? fucking two hours. She doesn't deserve a seat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's disgusting. Yeah, that's pretty. I hope he tipped though. Right? <laughs> I was like, oh, he tipped. That's pretty fucked up, but at the same time, it's like uh, I I have always known for so long that's the industry out there, and I just want to go see it. It is. I just want I just want to go see a lady boy and see how ladylike she really is, or they, or he, whatever the fuck. It depends. It, you know what? You get all different. Levels. I just go along like you get all different oh, levels. Like yeah. some of them are like you look at them, you're like, oh my god, you're pure fish. Like I would have never known you transitioned. Yeah. Or that. Do you say pure fish? Pure fish. Um, sorry, that's like a gay term. Like to be fish is like very feminine. Fish. Fish is feminine. Fish is feminine. Like um, drag queens, like you're serving fish. Like you're serving all women. Gotcha. <laughs> this is high level. Yo, everyone out there, take out your notebooks. All the fucking like super cis uh, people out there. like They're like, you're serving fish. fish. All right. <laughs> Next time I go out and like... Uh, my girls dress up real nice. I'd be like, babe, you're all fish tonight. <laughs> She's like, don't say that again. <laughs> so so you said they're pure fish. They're pure like some of them are like pure fish. You're like, oh my God, I wouldn't even know. And then other ones kind of look like They look like they got some meat. Like <laughs> like you look like maybe you like just start you maybe you just started transitioning. Yeah. You look you're definitely serving. A little poultry steak. in that fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it depends. But it's a good time. If you like to surf, it's great for surfing. I've surfed, uh, just, I used to live in California. I sur surfing is surprisingly- I love surfing. Oh, so fun. And it's, uh, in my mind, I was like, if you're not standing, you'll never do it. I don't yeah. realize when you first start, you could just go on your knees yeah. and it's fun. Yeah. And then like, it becomes like a challenge of like getting up to your legs, right? But, it takes a lot of core strength also. But just, yeah. sir, uh, just like going out yeah. and coming back in the wake, just on your knees is yeah. fucking fun. Yeah. I didn't realize, I, in my mind, I was like, oh, you'd have to be out here a month and- to, no, you could have you could never surf and be having fun in, in thirty minutes. Right? You yeah. can just, go just out. sit on the board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Push out and then they go turn around and come back in yeah. and you're like, Yeah. Yeah. Surfing is a blast. I'm, yeah. I'm about to go to Hawaii next week. Ooh, nice. Again, also great. Honolulu for, surfing. for a week. Apparently the best in the world this Yeah, say. I know. I'm jealous. You're going you better I be haven't jealous. touched Hawaii yet. Yeah, well, I'll tell you about it. And then, I had huh? a friend that moved to Hawaii for a bit, like this is pre COVID. And I should have taken advantage. You, who knows? One of the one of them might end up out there. I have several brothers and sisters. Someone's always going to end up somewhere. What were you saying about your friends? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh no, he lived in Hawaii, and I wish I took the advantage to go visit him when he was there. He decided he was going to go there and like uh, start a weed farm. <laughs> did, did it go through? He was there, and then I haven't he, heard from him in about four years. No, what happened was. He was supposed to, because in the States, he'll only be there for three months. So technically, he should have left to go back. Yeah, but he stayed over, and then they kicked him and out. Even, even though he's Canadian, yeah. they kicked him out. I was like, I'm like, how could you fuck that up? Peace, nigga. We, you're trying to fucking, this guy's got permanent vibes about him, you know? <laughs> no, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. He's like, yeah, you know, yeah, motherfucker. You've been doing a lot of planting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about a lot of next year's harvest. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. There's just like a fucking undercover Hawaiian guy with an upside down newspaper. Like, that's it. That's enough. That's enough about next year's harvest. You're out of here, buddy. I'm so amped to go, by the way. I haven't gone on vacation in like two years. 
Uh, well, again, it's been COVID. Yeah, but still so many people fucking... Some people went. But then it's also, again, you also have a dog. So there's that thing like, you don't want to go somewhere. And then do we go into lockdown? Do I get stuck here? Who's taking care of my dog? Yeah. I, That's like some you're stressful saying shit. In, in COVID or are you saying right now? Well, because you said you haven't been on vacation in two years. We're in 2023. So 2021, we're still in COVID. Yeah, but everything was open up by that time. But by we, the time but I we still did one more lockdown. So that's what You're I mean. Right. So that could have... Again, there's always that fear. Will I come back? Who's going to take care of my dog? Is my dog going to be okay? Absolutely. There's a lot of dog questions. It's saying I'm a girl's mom, so I'm not worried about that. But it was more like a money and timing thing uh, forever. Because the whole that, last, that the whole last what, 14 months we could have... But here's the thing, 2021 would have been good because I know you're talking about money, but that's when everything was at its cheapest because like everyone was desperate. So desperate. Like, Every flight, they're like, it's hotel. free. The hotel is free. Oh, my father was never here. Like my father was traveling the world. Like I was like, dad, my dad, like I get a call. He's in a hospital in the Philippines. I'm like, what? <laughs> like my dad did not stay home. I was just like, okay, sir. He's like, I'll talk to you soon. We're going out for some karaoke. Yeah. These fucking people. I gotta love karaoke. It's all just Whitney Houston. He came back blasting Whitney Houston. <laughs> Filipinos go hard. Do you know Winnipeg is the capital of uh or has the most Filipinos in Canada? Really? Yeah. They can handle the cold. Winnipeg has apparently, according to Keith Pedro, Three hundred thousand Filipinos That's are in crazy, Winnipeg, in really? Manitoba, rather. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't think that. I'm like, of all places, Winnipeg. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. I'm like, and it's cold. Filipinos cold don't like the cold, right? Yeah. Like, because I know there's a large population in Southern California. Oh yeah, absolutely. And of course, we know Toronto. That's the, that's the Jabawaki territory. They, there's a lot of them in Ohio. Surprisingly, uh, yo, if they're in Manitoba, nothing is gonna surprise <laughs> me anymore. You could tell me they're fucking in Haiti, I'd be like, yeah, hey, they're in Manitoba, anything goes. They're in oh. fucking Antarctica. Uh, by the way, I don't know what you ever did like, uh, pre comedy and actually, not even pre comedy. I know you're still, you got some operations at this, at this, at this point. I'm pretty much you have to, you have to, at, at, at this point, like, I've um, like in the next couple of months, I'm just fully transitioning into comedy. You're going pure fish. I'm going pure fish. I love it. I love it. What, what did you like take in school and do all that shit before any of this? Oh, shit? it's so well. In a way, I'm kind of getting back to that. So I originally went to school to be in a. Well, no, here that's a lie. I started out um, in chef school. Okay, I can see it. Um, two weeks in, they told me I couldn't have my nails. Yeah. So I said, "Fuck you." Yeah. Please. <laughs> and I transferred into event planning. Okay. Um, and then that's what I went to school for. That's what I graduated for. Right out of school, me and my best That's why your shows are always packed. <laughs> it fucking adds up. Yo, it, it's easy uh, skills that transfer. So me and my best friend, right out of college, we started our own event company. Um, we were doing events and I realized I hated it. Because it was like what you, it was a weird time. It was like a recession because this is like early 2000s still. Um yeah, it was like a recession, so people weren't like having event planners as much, and then it was just like we were doing more weddings. And I fucking hate weddings because people are trying to stiff you on your money because it rained on their daughter's wedding day. Yeah, it's like oh really? Yeah, like they people will try to find any excuse not to pay you, and I'd be like, here's the thing: as an event planner, a good event planner, I have a backup. You're having an outdoor wedding. Should there be rain, of course, I have a backup plan. So it's either we're tenting it, yeah. or like the venue can move it inside. We're good. Yeah. So I've done my job. I can't control the weather. I'm yeah. not Mother Nature. You know what I mean? And people try to stiff me 
me all my money. And then again, you're trying to please the bride, but also trying to please the mother who's paying for it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I am see weddings. Like, I used to free. I don't, thank God. <laughs> thank God I don't anymore. It was the worst. It's a nightmare. And I only yeah. show up on like, Emceeing weddings is a whole different side of it. I would rather emcee weddings than do what you did, though. It was to crazy. Think because you are, they're in communication with you for months. Yeah. That's a nightmare. Yeah. I'm in communication for one to two weeks and then just the day of, and it's still a nightmare. Right. Just in, just, because the worst is the bride and groom are always calling me over. Yeah. And they're just fucking whispering requests that are like, like one time, the, the last wedding I did, they had a, it was an uh, Indian and an Arab. Uh-huh. And they had like a fucking Arab guitar singer player mm-hmm. singing. Mm-hmm. He starts, and I, ladies and gentlemen, please direct your eyes to the stage and join me in welcoming the musical stylings of whatever yeah. the fuck. Starts singing and playing. Yeah. And then she, the bride, calls me over because I'm at the podium next to her. She mm-hmm. goes, can he just play and not sing? I'm like, he... Like and there's a giant yeah. dance floor between me yeah. and the guy and yeah. and the whole congregation is yeah. watching. I'm like, he's already singing. Yeah. I don't know how to stop him <laughs> from singing. Like, dude, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just play, bro. Just play. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make that happen. She's, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they're the requests are not even like rational. Yeah, because they're just trying to make it like in their whatever their head is like yeah. ah, perfect. Uh, can you? Uh, Tell them to sit and it's like, you know, whatever the fuck. It's just so jarring, and I'm like, yeah. and and no one knows you yeah. except for the bride and groom. Yeah. So all the I have a bit about how all the especially brown weddings, all yeah. the old men hate. They're like, get a fucking Punjabi or Pakistani or whatever the yeah. fuck guy yeah. that can speak Hindi, Urdu, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Get that, and so they're just and they don't hide it. Everyone else is like, eh, you know what? It's his wedding, but they're like, they're just like, man, shh. Like they're just so angry. <laughs> Imagine being like, oh my God, the worst is when there's a wedding and there's always that one uncle that drinks a little too much. So now part of my job is also making sure uncle doesn't drink too much. It's a pun- that's a Punjabi because uh, pun- they drink. I'm like, man, you get a Punjabi and put a blazer on him, you better have a bar nearby. Yo. They fucking Punjabis in a blazer. Yo, get a bartender immediately. Yo, that's why I love Indian weddings. My cousin married an Indian chick. And like, again, it was like, and they didn't even do all the events, but it was like a whole weekend. They made sure it was like open bar, top shelf. And is it, it, your cousin is um, uh, Scotian, bar, same thing? Oh, uh, this cousin, yeah, was Scotian. Yeah. So black. Yeah. Go on. That's always, that's well, always here's like the a, thing. So like when I say, yeah, we're Scotian. Black and brown. That's, uh, right. you know, from the brown side, that's difficult to take. They, you know? uh, they didn't last. Oh, they didn't last? They How didn't long last. did it last? I don't even know. Like, I think it lasted maybe a couple of years. Okay. Okay. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> no, I don't even know. All of a sudden, I went to like another family event. And then all of a sudden, he's there with like this new like brown girl. And I'm like, this, oh, is, he loves the I'm brown. Like, this isn't Savita. <laughs> and then they're I like, was like, oh, this is Prishna. And, By the way, you never met. And then everyone's like, no, da 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 da. Like, they broke up. And they're like, I'm like, everyone said he broke up for a superficial reason because my cousin's very superficial. Then he married that brown girl and they didn't last because, like, something happened where she happened to become disfigured. And he's like, I can't, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> he's like, I can't be with her anymore. What, what type of disfiguring? Like, she, she like, cut her pinky off? No, like, her face was no longer, like, 
he likes his women very, very beautiful. What, so when she got hives, what happened? No, like she got some, chicken pox. I don't or? know. I never found out what happened. Like maybe she was in a car accident or something, and something just wasn't right. Oh God! No I was, I always tell me and my girl. I always say, I'm like, babe, if I, if I lost both my arms in an accident, you'd stay with me, right? She's like, no. I was like, well, right. at least she's honest. She's honest. I, I just tell be there, ex- like, well, time to go down on you again right. every day just to keep her. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> Please stay with me and like nubbed out. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's crazy. But yeah, no, Punjabi wedding's great. But yeah, oh, I did they go the, ham. But yeah, I did the event thing for a while. Then I realized like I really didn't love it. No, what I did love doing, I loved funerals. Really? No, Never why? heard that. No, why? Because everyone's just so sad. No one has time to bother you. You know what I exactly. mean? As long as like it's a nice like ceremony and the person sent off, right? They just care that there's food and liquor. Yeah. No one bothers you. No one's you. like, <laughs> it, I was under the impression we asked for tulips. Right, they don't give like it was so easy. But again, how many funerals can you really do? So I got out of the game. Well, with COVID, that's the time to get into it, yo. That's the time to get in. (laughs) Do it and virtual too. That's the money, right? Right. But yeah, and then I went corporate for a bit. I was working for like different like software companies doing like operations because again, my skills trans my skills transferred right. And I was and I was um, corporate right up until COVID. Lost so you, didn't, you you clock corporate for quite a few years. Um, for like ten plus years. God damn. Okay, so yeah. that's why you got them. You, so you put some money away, huh? No, actually, really. no, I didn't. Yeah, because I'm like, you're thinking either. it's gonna last forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my, I do miss corporate life. Like things like having a company Uber account, company credit card, company cell phone. Oh, yeah, exactly. I used to expense everything, but I everything. hated the job. I hated, I hated job waking too. up. It's. 40 to 50 hours a week and all the work follows you after the hours it's yeah. not corporate it's not like yeah. six o'clock all right yeah uh checking out time and then you punch out and you fucking dip no you those emails are coming in all the time see my problem was i had to like report directly to like the, the vp of ops no like the ceo and stuff yeah so the thing is like when i'm getting like i'm at my friend's like art gallery like first gallery show they're an artist getting a call i'm in new york my flight was canceled but i need to be in montreal by 9 a.m for this other meeting so now i'm at my friend's thing with my laptop and everything looking the, at flights sky scanner yeah trying to find a train like how much would an uber cost if you take the uber all the way God does damn. the uber driver have a passport can yeah. they cross the border that's hilarious yeah that's so funny. What did you end up doing that time? Or was it always um, just fires of that sort? There there was always fires. But the thing is, um, I do well under pressure. So I'm like, for me, I'm just like, I do that shit with my eyes closed. Oh, me too. Exactly. That's It's actually a problem in the sense that I can't. That's why I procrastinate so hard. Because I leave things till they must be done. Oh. And then the fact that they have to be done makes me do them like easily without thinking about it because it has to be done yeah this thing is due in 40 minutes i it has to be done right now i have to book that thing right now yeah but that's a problem because it's like what are you doing and then you're just fucking setting yourself up for anxiety yeah the nice thing is i don't really for me to like really get stressed out getting that it really has to be something that's but then eventually i just have to come to the point like if I've done all I can do and there's nothing more I can do, then it's beyond my control. It's like, fuck it. Like, you know, go smoke a joint chill. There's nothing more I can do. And if you're That's gonna... funny because there's an album, uh, Control by SZA. Uh-huh. One of the beginning tracks yeah. uh, is literally her mom. It's a, uh, did you, are yeah, you a fan listen, of SZA? I am a fan of SZA. I listened to that album. Yeah. One of the beginning, tra- you know, how, like they'll do like a voice call. She has your like, mom does a voice. She has now? a few, she has a few of them on that. She's like, I learned that as long as I could just let it, as long as I do my best. 
it wasn't that. It was. Was it? Was it the end of it? She should, said. She has. A she few. said exactly what you just said. There's like a. There's a few of those. She's from like, her I mom find that. There. I love it. We're going through the whole album, people. Don't say something. Speak up for yourself. Oh no, that's the drama. <laughs> Yo, there was no sense in doing that, but hey, we did it, you know? It's funny if that took 10 more minutes to do it. Like, please, the payoff will be worth it. It, it won't be. It won't be. But, uh, but yeah, so fuck it. We're both out of corporate. We're both in the game now. Yeah. So now I'm more focused on comedy. Like, I'm moving more into the producing side. I have three no new shows coming this year, all launching in March and April. I'm also moving. Monthlies or one-offs? They're all going to be monthlies. Okay. So, so at this point, I'm going to have like, well, the way it's going to go, I'm going to have four monthlies in circulation. Damn. Goddamn. Yeah. I know uh, I know a guy in San Francisco. Shout out to Moyd. He does. They got something called Hella Funny out there. Uh, they run in the Bay Area. Yeah. Like Shout out the Bay. I love the Bay. 20 shows a week. Ooh. 20 shows a week or something like that. Yeah. Like throughout the whole Bay Area. Yeah. So it's like. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're all recurring type deal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because they're all different concepts. Like, you know, right now I have colored only and not just focused on comedians of color. Um, The other shows are also like different little niches. So I know they're going to pick up. I'm not just going to do a basic comedy show. One of them for sure I have to have you on. Um, Well, I would have you on. One of them you I've been on I was on you, the last You've done colored only but no I mean the other show. So remember we were talking about dogs. Pure one, fish. One of them on is I'm starting um a com a dog friendly comedy show where you can bring your dog. And it's indoors. Oh, that's sick. Indoors you can bring your dog. That's going to be hilarious. And it's all the comedians are going to do their dog jokes. I can see problems already and I love it and I'm down for it. It's going to be fun. The dogs are going to have pup cups. It's going to be a good time. I love when uh when you go to a dog park and like there's always a dog that gets jumped by a bunch of dogs in a dog park. <laughs> and it's always very peaceful. And then suddenly all you hear is like, Atlas, Kiwi, buddy. Like you hear all the, the owners <laughs> yell their dog name because they're attacking one yeah. dog. And I love hearing no. quickly all the dog names. Oh. Kiwi, Lucky, Buddy, Astro, <laughs> Friend, fucking Gunner, you know. I love that shit. <laughs> I like hearing dog names, right. you know? <laughs> My dog's name is Nova. Nova, there you go. It's, well, all, it's actually one or two synonyms. It's that's actually the, that's Nova Bella. That's too much. No, but I Nova for short. That's extra. That's that bougie. You got right? you oh, got that bougie no, in the dog. Nova too. Bella Bougie, you know. That's on that that's on brand. <laughs> it is. The dog's your dog, so you had yeah, to. Yeah, and she's bougie as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see your dog on on long ass nails. Like just <laughs> walking on the nails. <laughs> Actually, she her nails are actually right now quite long. Like you hear that t- t- she, she's due for a grooming this week. God, isn't having a dog the best? It is. Yo, I uh, I don't know how you grew up, but I grew up in a. My house was very like um, there wasn't like domestic abuse or anything like that. But like, I just I would get anxiety. Like the most place I have anxiety is at home. I was most I, of my life. I get that. Like I'm just like because like my mom is like pray, pray, go pray. Don't go outside. Don't hang out with these people. And my dad is just like, don't ask for money. And he's working. And it's yeah. like, it's just like very authoritarian. And there's no, I can't be myself. There's no conversation yeah. with me. Yeah. Like there's no adult to child conversation. It's just commands. Right? I get it. A lot of my friends growing up were African. Like, um, again, like 
one of my brother's best friends, Sudanese. So it was like in the house, it was like, again, uh, there was Ali, there was his brother, there was his auntie, there was the mom, there was the dad. But I get it, like, again, very. But I think also I had a friend, uh, Tanzanian friend, and I felt bad because she was the eldest of four. And essentially... She was their mom. Essentially, mom. she was like, yeah, like, it was always cook, clean, da 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 And I'd, like, feel so bad. So it was, like, even, like, when I'd come over to hang out, like, I was, like, one of the few people allowed in the house. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, she's black. The fact, like... Um, she's a woman. Not only that, I think it's because <laughs> this is another like crazy thing. So my mom grew up in Africa. Okay. My grandfather was a geologist. Yeah. So like my mom spent like maybe from like five to fifteen living in Z Zimbabwe, Z Zimbabwe, Zambia, Zambia, Mozambique, South Africa. Like gotcha. they moved all the time. So it's because like of that like my grandfather kind of like understood the culture. Yeah. And like my grandfather was also Muslim. And like ended up being making friends with my friend's dad. Yeah. So it was like she's allowed because like she has respect. Like she knows what can she knows. Go she's with. disciplined child and she knows the she she's gonna act culture. right. You know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. even when I come over to hang out, like if her brother wanted something, now she has to stop everything because her brother wants juice. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Where it's like she's a mate. She, yeah. She's a nan. Like the oldest daughter yeah. is also a nanny. Yeah, I felt so. My bad. older sisters like that too. Where, like, when she would come over to my house, my brother's, like, be, like, I'm, like, fuck off. Get out of my room. Yeah. We could, like, beat him up and shit. You know Dude, what I mean? Dude, my dad comes home. My dad drove a, a cab. You know, you know, the story you hear a thousand yeah. times over. Very yeah. educated. They don't yeah. they don't acknowledge the thing. Yeah. So, he's yeah. master's uh, from Holland, MBA. He was a professor in Sudan. But, anyways, he drove a cab for, like, 20 years here. And uh, his move, he'd come back. And he'd just come in the house and be, like, make me, like, make me shy, T. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like. I would either have to make it or like my mom yeah. or like my sister, but it was yeah. like a it was like a command. Yeah, it wasn't like oh let me finish this. And yeah. it, even even from like my mom, yeah, like it was like just commands, right? Yeah. But uh, so my whole life, including living on my own, because yeah. when you when I'm living on my own, I had so many places that I lived on my own in yeah. the states as an engineer. Yeah, you just have an empty house, yeah. so I'm not amped to go home. Yeah, I'm gonna go home, smoke hookah, watch Netflix, smoke some weed. Yeah. Getting a dog for the first time in my life, I feel like I almost know, I think this is what like a very well-rounded, proper household feeling should have been. I think, uh. I feel like you should look forward to go home. Yeah. Right? And I have never had that until I got this dog. The feeling I have of like, I'm, I'm amped to come home. Yeah. I'm so amped. And he's always fucking uh, greeting, like yeah. his head pops up. <laughs> right when I he hears my car yeah. and his head pops up and then when when I stick my hand out the window and then his whole body starts shaking I'm yeah. like yeah <laughs> and then we come I wrestle him a little bit I'll take him for a walk if he needs to it's just like that feeling of like being so happy to come home I've never experienced it in my life until I got this dog eight uh, ten months ago okay. it's crazy I'm like almost yeah. like, you know like thirty two like I think everyone said for me it kind of the joke was it calmed me down getting a dog yeah because it made you go on walks and shit no right? not even well, by calm down like means like sometimes like again I could be I could be gone for days yeah I could be on a fucking four day bender yeah. I don't need to go home yeah you're a you're a you're a bender oh I love a good bender yeah you, I, you I'm not ashamed like I've, I've I taken have some bender affinity I've taken some fellow comedians on the trips with me I'm who've been on this show I'm not gonna call them out but some of them have been on the rides with me I've gotten some bender inducing substances from you yes you know? right <laughs> and but yeah but then I got and then it was like oh I actually do have to come home like no matter what I'm like even when I go at night I'm like okay if I left my house at 8 p.m. 
okay, got to be home by two, maybe three the latest so I could let her out to pee again. You know what I mean? Yeah, Stuff yeah. like that. Like, I can no longer. Everyone's like, yay. It's like, because again, I'm never going to have Keeps kids. Keeps responsible. Yeah, because I never planned on having children. So I'm like, this is my child now. So this is my responsibility. Again, the what, what did change it? I do want to get her her passport because like before COVID, I didn't have her. So I used to travel a lot. Like, I was like, all you need in life is a credit card and a valid passport. I could just be gone at the drop of a dime. I can't do that now with her. Now I need to be like, who's going to take care of her? But once I'm in the process of getting her a passport, so I can just take her with me and then I don't have to come back if I don't want to. Dogs need passports to travel? Um, well, here's, well, I don't. Even to America? Yeah, no, she, this passport is for if you, because she technically is over the limit for a dog that can fly in the cabin. Oh. And I don't want to put her underneath. So she's got to be serviced. Though. So, I have to, so I have to get her You got to go the service route. Get so her a vest and some black <laughs> so I Ray get Charles the glasses. I had to get paperwork. In, so I'm getting all her paperwork and shit. To say she's a service dog. Mm-hmm. Or emotional support. Emotional support. Still a service dog. Oh, I love it. And the breeder she comes from actually bre- bred her originally to be emotional support dog for children. How do they do that shit? They just give them mushrooms early on. <laughs> Maybe. My dog does They're like, like drugs. tune in to your owner. She's always sniffing around. Like, I'm like, can you please get away That's from my the dog drugs? Too. He's a hound. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do not sniff <laughs> that. <laughs> Bella, do not <laughs> sniff <laughs> that. I'm going to have to walk her w- 10 times the amount. Right. Like, we already have the movie Cocaine Bear coming out. Is yeah. Cocaine Dog next? Cocaine Bella. Actually, an even better Molly Dog and just in the club raving with the glow sticks. Oh, doing the arm thing yeah. that fuck was 15 years with ago? With one of those light up collars. Or the the uh, the finger gloves that yeah. have the lip. <laughs> <laughs> I had my fucking buddy that was that guy. He'd just be in the basement. Like, I was, uh, I was roommates with him in college. He'd be on YouTube learning how to do the hand thing. And he'd just be like, fuck. <sighs> I'm like, you fucking loser. But then but then when you're on fucking Molly, yeah. it's the coolest thing in the world. I'd be in the like, dance floor like, fuck, I should have learned that shit too. <laughs> shit, he's getting all the attention. I'm just trying to like be hype. He's got gloves and he knows how to make the circle in the dark. Right? Fuck. How do you compete with that shit? Have you ever been to Vietnam, by the way? No, I haven't been to Vietnam yet. When I was out there, I didn't make it to Vietnam. I um, Where did I make it to? Thailand. So no, when I was in Thailand, I did go to China. I did go to Singapore. And I went to Bali. Okay. Because again, it was so funny. It was also the year I started comedy. Like 2017 was just like a year. Like I lost my, I lost my corporate job of six years. They gave me a nice payout. I made like serious money, like Airbnb. Did you go the lawyer route or they just hooked you up? No, they hooked me up I, because they like, it was more of a layoff. You're like, I'm actually going to come back and keep working every day. <laughs> Legally, you cannot let me go. Well, no, I actually made a joke one time because like I knew they were going through like hardships and they were starting to lay off people, but no one ever thought they would lay me off because I was like their very You were like first, integral? I was like their very first employee. Gotcha. Like okay. it was a startup. You're the home team. I was like, like hum- from the beginning. Yeah. And then I made a joke. I was like, if you guys ever fire me, I'll burn this place down like office space it was a joke so then when it came time to actually lay me off they were worried i was they literally em- so they funny. emptied the office they're like hey everyone let's go for coffee and like took the whole office out and they're like hey meeting in the boardroom and i walk out and i saw the office and i was like oh they're about to like fire me or something well you're the only one left yeah because there was no one there i was like where is everyone and then they're like hey Bougie. but i'm like it was all good i was like i get it. you guys having money issues i'm like it's whatever they made sure to give me like a nice settlement yeah. I was collecting EI plus you know me with my different apartments I was like Airbnb and shit yeah 
You were living. Man, I went to Thailand until the money ran out. Actually. Yeah. How long was that? Thailand was my home base. It was for a few months. Because, like, I had to get some shit sore, and then I went. I was there for a few months, because what I did was Thailand was my home base. And then sometimes I'd wake up and be like, oh, I want to go to Singapore. So, like, again, grab a cheap flight, hop over. When you're in Thailand for months, mm-hmm. and you are you in a hostel or you in a nice... No, I rent... God, everything's cheap out there. I rented a beautiful bungalow on the beach. That was renting me $400 a month. Are you fucking kidding? And I had made Now service. it'd be way more, I'm assuming, mm, right? Probably not even that much. Again, four hundred dollars a month and a ha- bungalow on the beach. Yes, just for you. Yes, and I had um, housekeeping that came every day to clean it, and I had a pool. Four hundred dollars a month. Yeah. What? Yeah. And this is in the south. Yeah, this is yeah yeah in Phuket. And it was off Airbnb or it was off what? Uh, no, it was like I found it through my cousin. My cousin's like, yeah, I know this woman who owns a few uh, bungalows on the beach. Because I could have stayed with my cousin, but my cousin has four kids. And I was like... You're like, that's not the vibe. I was like, that's not a vibe. I'm like, I'm in Thailand. I'm like, you know, what if I want to hook up? I'm the horniest woman in fucking I'm also like, I want to go to the, whatchamacallit, I want to go to the full moon festival. You know, I'm in Thailand. Oh, I heard about that festival. Oh, so good. And shroom shakes. Thailand introduced me to shroom shakes. So it's like a fruit shake with a bunch of mushrooms in it? Essentially, yeah. You go to like the bar. Here's the joke. Only grandma's allowed to make it. Like as soon as you order it, like they bring grandma from the back. She shuffles out like literally fresh shrooms, throws them in a blender with ice and pineapple juice, zoom, zoom, feeds it to you. She gives you two giant glasses. One you chug right then and one's your sipper for the rest of the night. And it ends up nice because like you're like... At like some reggae bar on the beach, all of a sudden you're like, "This is great." Then you're in a hammock. That's <laughs> incredible. And the and the moon festival, the full moon festival, like so that happens every full moon. It's like once a month. Once a it's month. It's a festival. It's like a beach party they do. Uh, is it for tourists or the locals? It used to. Um, it's for both. Yeah. Like they have different ones all over. Like it used to only be they did it for um, around New Year's Eve for the moon around then. But then they realized not everyone can be. So then they started making them like monthly. So it used to be a w- annual festival. Then they became monthly. Because oh. the full moon happens all the time. And depending on when people are traveling. Because a lot of people would more so flood there for only the end of the year. And if you want to get tourism all year round. But it's fun. It's like three days. Oh, this is a tourism play for them. More to make it amp it up. But yeah, it's like three nights on a beach. Like you literally, you're, you don't leave the beach. You just party. When you're ready, you pass out in the sand you wake back up grab another pail like literally they serve you liquor a child's pail like what you use for sandcastles they fill that with liquor and that's what you're drinking out (laughs) so you're like you're like give me your tourism i love it you're like give me another pail and you're like glug 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 so when you're out there because i've been to all inclusives enough all inclusives to know that i'm so bored by day five yeah day six yeah and it kind of sounds like you in thailand renting a house for months is it not become an all-inclusive vibe? Like, how do you, what do you, like, no, four weeks into it, three yeah, weeks into it, but you my wake groceries up, are nothing. Vibe? Well, like, none of my groceries are anything included. So, like, there was some. No, no, I, I, okay, so yeah. you cook for yourself everything, so I get. So, I, I actually, what I, I really didn't cook for my, like, I stocked my house with, like, fruits and, like, stuff like water. Yeah. But, again, everything's so cheap there. I'd, like, wake up and I'd be, like, I'm going to go to, like, this cafe or this restaurant for breakfast. I'm going to go here for lunch. Or normally what I would do is like, I'd start my day, I'd wake up, I'd go to like the cafe, have a little breakfast, have my coffee. 
Then I would grab my shit, go down to the beach. I'd like literally spend the afternoon at the beach, have lunch at the beach. Because their street food's amazing. Like there's this guy that used to have a fried chicken cart with homemade hot sauce. Oh, so good. Or like the guy with the fruit stand and he like gets a whole pineapple and slices it up and then gives Give me you. Give that mango. That's what I want. He has mango too. And then, the he, mango. and then he has the chili salt for it. Damn, that's high level shit. I didn't Ooh. even know about the chili salt. Yeah, man. Chili salt. And it just like, so I just be literally at the beach. Then like around like three, four i'm like okay cool go back and then figure out what i'm gonna do for the night some days i'd wake up and be like oh today i want to do this like there was this like rum factory a few towns over so i called a driver like they have their own version of uber out there yeah so i'd use that and i'd like go over two towns went to like the chow long rum factory where they do a tour and, and you get like, and then you do the test. and you do the tasting because yeah. they had like, like their, please spit it out miss their rum was like unique flavors like that like lemongrass Thai basil like damn that's that's well, like sauces yeah but it, like but it was sriracha rum, right and then it's like so you're tasting like it's straight in shots and then they're making cocktails so I'm like sauced I'm like this is a good day um, yeah on the um, but yeah no I just find different things to do um, I went to like the elephant sanctuary that was a big reason why I wanted to go out there so I could literally go wash elephants oh that's so funny my girl did that shit did you do it for like a week or two I did I did like, for like I did for 24 hours <laughs> yeah I was just like I just went for the day but like washed them fed them she had did that fun. shit for weeks and loved it yeah you, she you, loves these she says but they were just fucking shoveling their shit and stuff like that <laughs> I didn't have to shovel shit. Yeah, I mean, if you were there for more than 24 hours, yeah, right? day two is just shit shoveling, by the way. <laughs> so you nailed it. Right. You timed it perfectly. But yeah, I'd find different things to do. On the weekend, I'd go to Patong because that's like going into the city where like they have like their karaoke's dope out there because like they have like you go, it's like a club, but they have a live band. So you put in your request and the band can either sing it or you can get up with the band and perform it. Oh shit! Um, like would check out like the nightclubs. You know, you gotta always see and a, ping, everyone gotta see a ping pong show. Oh, like like uh, pussy ping pong or yeah. like real ping yeah. pong? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because yeah. uh, you know that part of the world. I'm like, it yeah. could go either way, right? It could yeah. be high level yeah. guys playing Olympic ping pong. Yeah, but or it could be yeah. exactly what. But you're the nice thing about. is, as I said, I was like by myself. Um, so it just depended on my day. Or some mornings, I wake up and be like, hey, let me go to another country and just. Just literally take an overnight bag and like go to another country for like a few days and just find an Airbnb or a hotel there to stay in. Was it like, do you look back at that time fondly as fuck? I love that time. That was a great time. And then the money ran out and I came back and I literally started comedy three weeks later. That's so clutch. <laughs> was it all the first shit you're doing about that, Thailand? When one, you first no. Um, actually, my one of my very first jokes is two-tone titties because I was like, the biggest thing I came back from down, I was like, one day I looked in the mirror, I was like, holy shit, my breasts are two-toned. Because they're dark up until here. and then, Because it was like, you covered, could see right? where the swimsuit was because yeah. like, it's the type of place, like, as liberal as they are, you can't go topless on the beach. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> I do love to go topless, but that's not the type of place you can go topless. So I was like, ooh, I was like, that is crazy. And then it was like, again, people always think if you're black, you can't tan. Yeah. So that was like, oh, one, you can tan. Right? So that was one of my first jokes two tone titties. <laughs> two tone titties. titties. That's, that's like, it sounds like a classic. You know? <laughs> I'm going to bust that out when I, as I need to. I do. I bust it out every summer or end of summer. Two tone titties, yeah, yeah. As like it's it's our farmer's tan essentially. Yeah, right? yeah. That's fucking awesome. God, I can't wait to go to Hawaii. Now you got me amped on it. We got a one week Airbnb convertible rental. Nice. Like it's gonna be fucking sick. You guys I'm, are gonna have the best I'm time. So amped. Just check out the whole island. Go everywhere. See all the shit. 
yo, it's time to travel. I'm actually jealous because you actually get to have real, proper, fresh poke. Listen, I'm not even big on poke bowl. Everybody I told I'm going to Honolulu, they're like, poke bowl, poke bowl. I'm not a big poke bowl guy. I love poke I just bowls. rather have sushi. Poke okay, is lazy no, but, sushi. But here's the thing. But their poke, you're actually getting it from the I heard you go the to the root. supermarket, and it's the best at the supermarket. That's what I mean. So you're getting it fresh from the source. You're getting it proper. You're not getting watered down Toronto no. version. That's no, what I no. mean. We're getting it nice. That's what I we mean. we on the island. People sticking their hands in right over the like, water. That's like one of the worst things when you travel. You go somewhere that's known for something. Thing and it's so good and you eat so much of it and then you come back it ruins it for you and then it's like I couldn't eat Thai food for like over a year and then it was like oh it's like and even now it's only so like if I go to like pie or something I'm like okay pie is sick yeah, yeah. but it's even like things like when I went to Morocco like certain things like coming back here I was like ooh certain things just don't hit the same you know how was Morocco by the way Morocco was a different experience yeah it was like I had fun but also was like Having to be very aware, like, I'm a woman, this is a Muslim country, yeah. like, making sure I was always covered up. Yeah. Um, and then it would be, <laughs> mind you, I got a marriage proposal. A guy offered me, what was it? Two Ten, camels? No, 10,000 camels for my hand in marriage. 10,000 camels? Yeah, I how did. Much is a, how much I, is the market I, price I, for I, a camel? Did, I did the conversion. Yeah. That was about 40 million US. What? A part of me was like, I should have That's taken bullshit. the deal because I should have asked for half female, half male, bred them, could have got more. I was like, here's the thing. I could have married him. Then said I had to go back to Toronto to visit my family and then just never go back. You know what I mean? After I get <laughs> my money. Bring back a couple thousand cameras. Right? Um, but I always say there's nothing like the Marrakesh hustle. You don't haven't seen hustle until you've seen people in Marrakesh hustle. Is that a market, Marrakesh? Marrakesh is like the main city. Oh, I thought it was Casablanca. <laughs> oh, it might be Casablanca. My yeah. geography sucks. But like Marrakesh, it's like, or it's like the old city. Like it's very old. But the way it is, like the city center is literally, there's the market and everything. And that's where like the mosque is. And it's like, wall. you can't even drive in there. You can only go to a certain point and then it's just a giant wall and you have to walk in. Yeah. But they hustle. Like even like they will get you lost. Like they'll be like, oh, are you looking for this place? Like they'll call out tourist attractions and you know you're looking for. And you're like, yeah, they're like, let me show you. And then they'll take you like lost in this maze. And now they're like, pay me if you want to find your way out. Wow. Or like the worst are the snake charmers. Stay away from the snake charmers. Yeah, trust me. I wasn't planning on trusting a snake charmer. Because what you do is they'll be like, yeah. You charm snakes? Yeah, I'll give you my credit card info. They'll be like, here, um, it's this much money and you can take a picture with the snake. And like they'll put the snake on you and you give them. And then the snake starts strangling you. And then all of a sudden, and like <laughs> this is a fucking cobra. And all of a sudden they're like, well, they'll double the price. So now you got to pay me this or... I will stop commanding the snake and it will bite you. And you're like, what the fuck do I do? So now you got to pay them. Did, did this happen to you? No. So luckily I do research before I go to places. And a lot of people like these were the warnings. Stay away. Do not take uh, directions from anyone. Do not go near the snake charmers and stay away from the henna women. The oh, henna ladies. Why? Because what, what they, they do? do is like they don't even do proper henna on you. Like there are places you can go. Yeah. But like these random will be like, hey, do you want henna? And you'll be like, yes. And they'll just smear it on you and then be like, that, that's $50. That's so funny. And then if you tell them no, like and the police are in on it too. Then you're like, no, I'm not paying you. What is that? Then the police come. Then it's like, you don't want to pay. And it they, shows. Your arm shows it. Yeah. They're like, see, I put the henna on her. She just must have smudged it. She doesn't want to pay me now. Like the cops are in on all the hustles. They, they get a cut of that. That's the Marrakesh hustle. Huh? The Marrakesh hustle. God damn. I was just, but we were looking at Morocco. There was some cheap flights there too. But then. Uh, it's also super Honolulu cheap to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. 
And staying there is pretty cheap too? Oh my God. I think, what is it? We stayed in this beautiful, beautiful hotel. And it was like a five-star hotel. And I think the whole trip for both rooms, we were there for like 15 days. I think it came to like maybe 300 each for like our rooms. Like me and my friend, like it was so cheap. We're like, we don't need a share room. We can each have our own room. That's fucking incredible. And like, it was so Did nice. Did it feel like Africa? It, oh, definitely when you're like haggling with people and then I'm having like roti for like breakfast and stuff. It, um, <laughs> again, I love a good haggle. I loved being in the souks because like at first they would be like, they'd be like, my sister, my sister. Like, and then they would try to give me crazy price. I'm like, that's not sister. Right? I'm like, you're charging me like the British people yeah, price. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I thought Do it was I your have sister. a British accent? Do you see a fucking lady boy next to me, motherfucker? Right? And they're like trying to like haggle and then I'm just like, but I'm like, I'm like, you're coming extremely high. I'm coming in insultingly low. We're going to meet in the middle, baby. We're going to meet in the middle. Yeah. Even I do the walk away, have yeah. a guy like chase you me. You have to. How chase me? Like yeah, it's okay. Um, I got a discount one time because of a handsy caftan salesman. He was a little too gropey, and then we're like, "Well, you groped us, and we're women. I'm like, how dare you grope us? So if that's the case, you're giving us these caftans and the shoes for this price because you groped us. He's like, "Oh, perfect. I cannot, I can't. I have business. One more grope, one more grope, and I can mix this happen." <laughs> I can make this happen one more girl, please. I find, though, they have the best vegetarian food in the world. Really? Oh, my God. It was so good. So, especially if you love eggplant. Oh, oh I love eggplant. They do it I so love Szechuan. My favorite eggplant, Chinese people, Szechuan style. Mm. Eggplant. Okay. They mastered it. I like uh, roasted eggplant curry. Ooh, that sounds incredible. I haven't come so by good. that yet. So good. I'll hit that up when I get a chance. Yeah, but um, no, Morocco's... A, but also their Riyads are beautiful. That's like their houses. Yeah. Like, honestly, if we live somewhere warm, if I could have a Riyad in Toronto, I would. Because the way the house is built... There's like, a courtroom in the middle. There's a courtyard, courtyard a courtyard with a pool, but it's like beautiful because like you'd see all the way up and then like the sun sets on the rooftop. Because while we were there, we had some other friends that happened to be in Casablanca. So they took the train up to meet us and they rented this Riyadh and it was gorgeous. And like the sunsets on the rooftop, just drinking wine. But booze is very hard to come by and is very expensive there. Yeah, I would imagine. So you know what? Hash. Hash is the way to go. Ha anytime they you're anywhere in the world that's sketchy, no, hash appears. No, no hash appears because oh. it could be put, it just looks like black tar and it could be hidden easily and people just add it to cigarettes. And oh, no, there's this like blonde. It was Moroccan blonde. Really? It was so good. It was so good. Well, fuck. What statue of limitations? Can I still go to jail? Just say it. No, I, I, I wasn't going to get rid of it, so I smuggled it back. It was the was it a good amount? It was a it was it was like a chunk like that. Ooh, yeah, it just it looks like clay. I literally like stuffed it in a bag with my dirty panties because I was like, if they're gonna search my suitcase and they're gonna open that and see it's like dirty underwear, no one's gonna want to yeah rummage, rummage in, it. in it. Yeah. And then on top of that, he brought back so much Moroccan mint tea. My whole suitcase smelled like mint. I was like, yeah. I'm more so gonna get arrested for that because you're not can't bring that in, but I am anyways. Yeah. Plus, I brought a lot of Moroccan wine with me. Their wine is amazing. Really? Yeah. I, I think I had like nine bottles in my suitcase and they let you go through it oh so my hack is always i always fill my suitcase with booze and then i buy one thing at duty free so when they ask i'm like oh yeah i just got this at duty free to distract so they don't realize my suitcase is filled with booze yeah but because i was coming from a muslim country they didn't even think there would be any they're more so concerned about tobacco than they were liquor gotcha because uh, yeah. where are you buying liquor from kind of thing. yeah that gotcha. was it god i gotta go to morocco man 
Oh my god, do um a hot air balloon ride over the Sahara. That shit's fucking amazing. Was it? Yeah. Also ride the camels in the desert. Also, I, I did that in Egypt. I did oh, that in okay, the pyramids. Yeah. So I've done the camels yeah. thing, but yeah. I've never been on a hot air balloon. Oh my god. Let alone the they Sahara. Did, they, yeah, they take it over the Sahara. Is it look? Is it sick? It's beautiful, especially if you get one that's either sunrise or sunset. And it's cold as fuck when when <laughs> sunsets. Right? It is, it's and you're up there, but I'm like, but it's worth it. Yeah, anything for. Afri- you just up there like Africa. You feel Africa. like Simba up there. Huh? Yo, honestly, this year I'm trying to hit up Zanzibar. Oh, I'm actually going in December. Are you really? Well, I don't know if I'll hit Zanzibar. My my one of my good friends is uh, Tanzanian. Uh-huh. He's going to get married. Uh, he's going back home country to get married. Uh-huh. And we're all we're gonna climb uh, Kilimanjaro. But I don't know. I'm assuming we'll go to Zanzibar too because his cousins they all fucking they some run the, the whole tour. Some thing of there. the world's most untouched beaches, most beautiful beaches. Oh yeah, he's got a pic- his cousins got pictures like Will Smith. A lot of the celebrities go to Zanzibar. And again, hotels are also cheap. The Canadian dollar goes so far there. Zanzibar. Yeah. Anyways, Bougie, it's been a pleasure. Yo, as always, tell the people uh, where they could find you and plug any shows. All right, cool. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, the real bitch pudding, all one word. I'll say that again for you, the real bitch pudding. Um, and do you have a link tree? I do have a link tree. Okay, so I always post a link tree in the description of the episode. So all right, cool. They'll find everything on that. Yeah. Right? Okay, but you can plug all your shows. Yeah, up. and then um, colored only the first Saturday of the month at Basement Two Fifty Four. Uh, come through. Our next headliner is Marlon Palmer. Hell yeah! Fucking line that up. Follow her. Go check out. She runs six shows. Um, from my end, got Windsor, Montreal, Harrison, Ontario. I'm going to put a Hamilton one. Bunch of shows are being added. Tickets at abaswahab.com, as always. And support the show directly at patreon.com slash the immigrant section. Weekly bonus solo episodes. Yo. Until next time. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so I much for having me. I appreciate you. This has been a blast. This was so much fun. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Your boy Boss Swap signing out. Peace.